0: what's going on ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to another episode of sports talk buffalo i'm your host drew what a heartbreaking way to lose a game for the buffalo bills we're going to get into that and my thoughts and feelings about the game so stick around and let's have some fun Welcome to episode number 75 of Sports Talk Buffalo. I have an exciting announcement to make, ladies and gentlemen. I have started a YouTube page. I'm going to be doing my best to put videos up on the Sports Talk Buffalo YouTube page. So if you get a chance to, go ahead over there and check it out. It's, a, it's very, very new. I literally just started it Sunday night after the Bills loss. But I'm going to try to make this more of a video podcast podcast uh, along with an audio podcast, bear with me as it's going to be <laughs> not that great at first in terms of the video. I feel like I have just gotten the audio down very well, and now I'm going to try to transition into a little bit more of a video. Uh, I don't, I'm, I am I'm personally, am not going to be in the video. It's not going to be like a strong opinion sports where the camera is in front of me, but I will be doing my best to get videos and pictures and things like that to kind of correspond to what I'm talking about, so if you are more of a visual person, that might bode well more for you, or if somebody that you know is more of a visual person, make sure you tell them to go check out, subscribe, and ring the bell at Sports Talk Buffalo on YouTube. Remember, you can hear me on any of the major podcasting websites, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, Anchor. You can support me by giving a monthly donation right on the Anchor website if you would like, Not really a big deal if you don't. Obviously, uh, what helps me the most is listening and rating the show. Thank you guys again for all the support. Now, let's jump right into it. An absolutely heartbreaking loss for the Bills this week. Oh, my God. I cannot believe the Bills lost on a fucking Hail Mary play at the end of the game. That is such a dick punch on how to lose the game for the... That is the most Bills way possible to lose. That is the most 2020 way to lose the game for the Buffalo Bills. It was absolutely atrocious, and it really... Man, I was so mad after the game. This clip right here is essentially what I'm getting the feeling of from a lot of Buffalo fans. Uh, Just a very doom and gloom, Uh, but I'll tell you a little bit more after I play this real quick. Ain't no, squaring it. Not this time. This isn't some barroom brawl. Or some creep with a gas can trying to torch someone. Oh, hey, hey, this is big. Settle down, Marv. Take another pill. Hey, there ain't no settling down. This is blood for blood and part of gallons. This is the old days and the bad days, the all-or-nothing days. They're back. There's no choices left. And I'm ready for work. That is essentially the feeling I got from Buffalo Bills Twitter after the game, looking at it. That is how I felt when I watched that. I was shaking... I was in so much disbelief from what happened. The adrenaline rushing from Josh Allen coming down, driving his team down. You're thinking, man, this game is over. There's no way with one timeout, Kyler Murray's going to be able to bring his team all the way down the field and score a touchdown. The Bills were up by four points. There's no way that Kyler Murray's going to have be able to get it from the 25-yard line, his 25-yard line, all the way down and score on the Buffalo Bills. But a Hail Mary play. DeAndre Hopkins was matched up. Up by or, or was surrounded by three Buffalo Bills, but sometimes you just have to tip your cap to the better player in this situation, and it was DeAndre Hopkins. That is why he is one of the best players or the best receivers in the NFL. He is simply incredible, and he made a simply incredible play. I don't know if the Bills could have done much more on that play, but let's break it down in this one. I, Like I said, the heartbreaking loss, it should have really never come down to that last play, in my opinion. It really shouldn't have. The Bills took a lot of really stupid penalties in the second half, and they really collapsed in the third quarter. They allowed 17 points to the Arizona Cardinals in the third quarter. The Bills at one point had a 23-9 lead. I do believe that was the score at one point. So you just can't have those sort of collapses if you want to be seen as a very good team. This is why Buffalo Bills fans pull their hair out week after week All we want is some validation from the national media, the talking heads on fucking television that constantly doubt the Buffalo Bills, and it's, it's almost like an indictment on the Buffalo people themselves. As you know, this is more than really a sport for us. This is kind of like our religion, and we watch faithfully every single Sunday, and we just wanted a little bit of validation in the national media, and alas, they just couldn't do it. I really thought that we had that one in the bag, and I... I'm still in disbelief that DeAndre Hopkins, with three players around him, came down with that Hail Mary pass, absolutely incredible play by him, and you have to ask the question once again, who are the Buffalo Bills? Are they a good team, an above-average team, or just an average team? Now, the record would say that they are obviously an above-average team, but you know their defense is really is what holding them back and it's what's holding them back all season long the offense have has been for the most part very consistent and very good have constantly done enough to win games now don't get me wrong the def- the the offense got absolutely shit on against KC and against Tennessee but it, you know it's it happens those those down games happen Josh Allen has for the most part been lights out You can't really blame Josh Allen for the entirety of this game. He still put up 30 points. Uh, It was just mental lapses just over and over again. He made some really... Now, don't get me wrong. Josh Allen made some very, very dangerous plays in the game. But we'll talk about that in a second. We're going to get to the negatives. We're going to talk about the negatives of this game. Uh, Obviously, the negative is a heartbreaking loss. He gave up 17 fucking points in the third quarter. The Buffalo Bills coaching staff keeps showing over and over again that they are not good at coming up with adjustments going into the second half. How many games have we seen this season where the Bills are doing so well, so phenomenal in the first half, but allow teams to crawl their way back into these games? crawl their way all the way back, and they just give them opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to get themselves back in the game. This game should not have come down to the last play. It just shouldn't have. The offense was uh, sputtering in the third quarter. The Bills gave up 17 points in the third quarter. Uh, They gave them... It just was not a good look for the Bills. Too many times where you watched, there was two separate plays in which you watched Kyler Murray on a read option, and the Bills just collapsed. The edge rusher just collapses down to try to get uh, the running back, and Kyler Murray just has an open, clear lane to the outside into the end zone. That happened two times. Two times. One was Mario Addison, I believe, and the other was Jerry Hughes. Now, if these guys maintain their discipline and stay on the outside and set the edge, Kyler Murray, barring an unbelievable play, which he is very capable of, has nowhere to go, and it gives Bills the other players on the defense an opportunity to come in and make a play when they've held their position. And when they have set the edge, Kyler Murray has nowhere to go. You watched it time and again in this game where they did do a very good job on him and not letting him escape and really run around and scamper around and make big plays. They were in his face and you would see wave after wave, after wave, after wave of the team coming in and making plays on Murray, you've seen the frustration in him, and they just couldn't put it together yet again for a full four quarters. That has been the biggest problem for the Bills all year long. You know, the, the fact that they cannot put together... A four quarter game is something that is incredibly troublesome. But for now, I think to answer the question, I think the Bills are an above average team. Uh, We're going to go, obviously, I went back a little bit, but we're going to continue with the negatives and talk about uh, another negative in this game was just the Bills were just way, way too undisciplined, way too undisciplined in the second half. It just, there's no need for some of these penalties. They're just plain and simple fucking stupid penalties, selfish penalties, just, just lazy penalties by the Buffalo Bills on offense. It wasn't even the defense. It was the fucking offense that kept committing these lazy penalties. One by Singletary in which there was just nothing. Josh Allen knew he had nothing. He's throwing it into the feet of Devin Singletary. And what does Singletary do? Runs all the way back and, and, uh, blindside blocks one of the linemen. It's like, Why the fuck would you do that? You're already in a third and long, potentially in a third and long situation. Now you're going to make a third and and forever, knowing now that you have zero opportunity to pick up the third down. That's just a stupid fucking play. Another couple stupid plays on this is Dawson Knox. I got to be honest, I'm fucking done with this guy. I am fucking done. And the last time I said I was done with the tight end, he came out and had a tremendous game. That was Zach LaFave for the University at Buffalo. I said I was done with him, and he came out and proved me wrong. Had a couple of really big catches uh, for UB. Fantastic for him, and I hope that this is this is what happens again. You know, he maybe eat my eat my words in the last podcast, but uh, uh, oh my gosh, now I'm now I'm drawing a blank. Dawson Knox, sorry, Dawson Knox is just he's not what we all thought he was going to be coming into this season. He is not an elite playmaker. He is not. And a a very good blocker. He is not a very good pass catcher. He is just a brute force fucking meathead of a tight end that is not really good at any particular part of the game. When he does actually catch the fucking ball, he can make plays. But he has to catch the ball. And my evaluation of Dawson Knox is the guy's got the IQ of the football that he can't fucking catch. Okay, that's his IQ. He's got the IQ of the fucking football that he can't catch. Absolutely, ridiculously bad penalty on a f- unbelievable play by Josh Allen. Flipping it out to Devin Singletary. It's going to be like a 20-plus yard gain down the field on a uh, a free play for the Buffalo Bills. And what does this fucking meathead do? He blocks a, a guy in the back 20 yards downfield. What the fuck are you doing, Dawson? That's just That's just absolutely moronic, stupid, stupid, stupid fucking play by Dawson Knox. Another play that he also has is a lazy play. He doesn't get set. You see Stefan Diggs go from left to right, going into motion. Dawson Knox for, I don't know what the fuck he was doing in motion, doing something. And then he doesn't get set, knowing that as soon as uh, Stefan Diggs gets to his spot, they're going to snap the ball. He lazily gets back to his place and does not get set for a full second before the the ball is snapped and the Buffalo Bills get an illegal formation penalty. Stupid play. Just a stupid, stupid, stupid fucking play. And those those penalties happened over and over and over again in the second half. The Bills just killed themselves in the second half. Just absolutely and 100% killed themselves in the second half. We're going to move on to the next negative in this one and that is... Josh Allen was pretty careless with the ball in this one. He got picked off two times, and it could have been four times. Uh, Patrick Peterson dropped two interceptions, but Arizona still came back with two more interceptions in this game. Josh Allen was late on a throw, and then he looked like he airmailed a throw over the middle. Both of those not great interceptions. Both of those, it's not like a tipped pass where it was not on Allen. Both of the interceptions in this game were on Josh Allen, and he made a couple of cowboy plays in this game that I was not a fan of. I'm not going to say he had a bad game, but at times... He tried to put the Superman cape on instead of letting his playmakers be playmakers. He tried to do it himself a little too much. And you have to live with that with Josh Allen, of course. And overall, I thought he had an okay game, but we'll talk about that in a second. The Buffalo Bills lost another cornerback. This is one another negative. They lost another cornerback in this game. And this is, I think, when the tide really turned in the Cardinals' favor. They lost cornerback Dane Jackson. He came into this game, and I got to tell you, he was having a very strong game. He had a, a signature play. It should be on his highlight reel, one-on-one with DeAndre Hopkins in the end zone on a fade route. And he wins the battle against DeAndre Hopkins. He won that battle. Bats the ball away, great positioning, fantastic play by Dane Jackson. He also had a fumble recovery in this game before he got injured. Now, he injured what looked like his knee. It looked like a non-contact injury. Hopefully, it's not that serious, and he can continue to play this for the rest of the season. I really think he earned a spot on the 53-man roster. He's played two very strong games, and I really think that even... uh, uh, Even... On the bills depth chart, he's number he's cornerback number three. I put him ahead of Josh Norm, uh, Josh Norman. I really do. Josh Norman is done. He's he's just old. He's slow. He's not the player he once was. It is okay to replace him. I know that Sean McDermott has some sort of special, uh, you know, spot in his heart for him. But he's done. He's slow. Like I said, he's slow. He's just he's not the guy that we, he used to be in 2015 or so. Dane Jackson should be the slot corner at very least, at very least, again, played a solid, solid game, potentially even playing on the outside across from uh, Trey White. I thought he had a phenomenal game, and it really, really stinks that he went down on a non-contact injury. The last negative in this game, I'm sure there's tons more. If there are, let me know. You can go to my Twitter Sports Talk Buffalo or Sports Talk Buffalo sport at Sports Talk Buff One and let me know. You know, you can send my DMs are open there. Let me know. You can email me, Sports Talk at yahoo.com or Sports Talk at gmail.com. Let me know some more negatives or positives that you want to talk about potentially and I will get back to you. We have two long weeks to sit on this, this game and it's going to leave a foul taste in the Bills fans' mouth for the next two weeks and it really is going to suck. Um, for the next week or so, as we watch our uh, DBs get absolutely mossed by DeAndre Hopkins over and over again for the next seven days, it's going to be oh, it's going to be a long week watching sports and Sports Center and things like that and things like that uh, for if you are a Buffalo Bills fan. We're going to kick on the positives in this one. Some of the positive, Or, I'm sorry, the last negative. Let's Before we get to the positives, the last negative. The Bills' run game was once again fucking terrible. They were terrible. And it's not all on the running backs, obviously. Their leading rusher was Josh Allen, again, with 38 yards, over, f- I think, 5.7 yards a carry or something like that. That can't be a thing. That cannot be a thing if you want to be successful in the NFL. I know that this is a passing league now. I know... You know that you, But in order to have a good play action, in order for uh, linebackers to bite on the play action, in, in order for any DBs to kind of bite down on the play action, you have to be able to run the ball. You have to be able to run the ball, and the Bills can't. They can't. The offensive line is complete trash when it comes to creating space for the running backs. Outside of maybe two runs in this game by Zach Moss, the O-line didn't do shit. They didn't do shit in the run game opened up no holes, the the running backs had no fucking chance, and they got buried all game long. They had to abandon the run essentially. And, you know, I don't want to say it cost them the game, but when you're up by that much, if you can run the ball effectively, it chews up the clock and doesn't even allow for the last second penalty or the last second Hail Mary play for Kyler Murray to be able to throw. Okay, so the Bills run game, it needs to figure something out because right now, it is not working at all. They need to come up with another scheme. They need to figure out a way to get the run game going because if they do, it will open up more things in the passing game. Now, let's check out the positives in this game. Outside of a long pass play to DeAndre Hopkins, which was unfortunately the last fucking play of the game, the Hail Mary play, that he just absolutely mossed, everyone on, I thought they more or less did a pretty decent job on DeAndre Hopkins. He had six catches for, I think it was 84 yards outside of that 43-yard bomb that he caught, and that's what their top, or, you know, two of their top three CBs down, and then Dane Jackson went down, or, or, yeah, Dane Jackson went down. So, that's three of your top four CBs that are down, and the Bills, more or less, I thought did a pretty good job keeping him in check and keeping uh, the Cardinals in check for most of the game. For three quarters of the game, the Bills did a fantastic job. The Bills' defense did a fantastic job, I thought. Another positive in this game is Josh Allen's clutch gene is fucking unheard of. Unheard of. This kid has ice water in his veins, and I know without a question he will win the Bills a lot of ball games. He should have won the Bills about the ballgame in this one. And he almost led them to another late comeback. He was 32 of 49 for 284 yards, two touchdowns, those two interceptions that we talked about, and a receiving touchdown, which really showed his athletic ability. He made two guys miss and strolls into the end zone. Great play, great play design by Brian Dable. Again, pulling out all the stops, just... I really thought outside of a few cowboyish plays and those interceptions that Josh Allen really had a a, a decent game. It wasn't bad, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad, okay? He had a, a he played well enough for the Bills to win is what you should say. He played well enough for the Bills to win. He had the Bills in position to win up by 4 with like 35 seconds left in the fourth quarter with one timeout for the Cardinals and somehow the Bills still fucking lost. That's not on Josh Allen. He played a a Good enough game for them to win, and he was the sole reason. Him, Cole Beasley, and Stephon Diggs were the sole reason why the Buffalo Bills were able to drive down and put them ahead by four. Fantastic game uh, in the clutch for Josh Allen. Another positive is Stephon Diggs should have had the play of the game with a his go-ahead touchdown, a diving play coming from his right to his left. He just blows the DB out of the water and makes or gets himself into a position where Josh Allen can hit him. A strike of a throw, a beautiful diving catch by Diggs. He had 10 receptions for 93 yards and a touchdown. This is just the second Bills receiver with back-to-back 9-plus receiving games since Eric Moulds, I believe. So he went 10 for 93 and a touchdown. The unsung hero of this game. Cole Beasley I th- the Bills need to get him involved so much more so much more right Dawson Knox completely off just throw him into the fucking sun and get Cole Beasley more involved in your game plan because he's tremendous. He doesn't get talked about enough and he is simply tremendous. In this game he went 11 receptions, 109 yards and a touchdown. He made a clutch third down grab, a one-handed grab again going from our right are going from the bottom of the screen to the top of the screen if you're watching at home. Uh, his right to his left. Great play. Gets both feet in and gets the first down on a third and 5. And that is what helped set up the touchdown later in that drive. Just a tremendous, tremendous play and a tremendous game, again, by Cole Beasley. He's on pace, I believe, to set um, career highs and receptions. Uh, I don't know about touchdowns, but receptions and, and reception yards. Again, um, he's just he doesn't get talked about enough. And, of course, unfortunately, John Brown, before the injury, he had another solid game. He had six catches for 72 yards. The offense is just not the same without John Brown in it, and I really hope that on that he would have made a spectacular catch. Also, um, coming back with Josh Allen, it would have been a it was a third and twenty three, and he came up with twenty four a twenty four yard catch. Um, but he came down awkwardly on a play in which the Bills got called for a holding, which was kind of a ticky tack hold. Even if you want to call it a holding, it's still just a even if it is a holding, it was a holding, okay? One, it's kind of a ticky-tack, and two, let the fucking guy go. When you're that far behind the play, let the fucking guy go. Josh Allen was nowhere near where you needed to hold him, and he makes the play downfield. John Brown makes a tremendous play, tremendous catch, all for naught because you can't let go of the guy's fucking jersey with enough time. It's just those are the type of bonehead plays that I talked about that really cost the Buffalo Bills in this game. Another positive I had in this game was AJ Klein for the second week in a row. I got to tell you, I watched him uh, pretty closely again. I thought he was all over the field. He led the team in tackles. He had 11 tackles and one sack in this game, did A.J. Klein. He is playing very fast. He's playing downhill. He's getting sideline to sideline. He looks like he's more comfortable in the defense, and it looks like they just said, A.J., go be aggressive. Stop overthinking. Just go be aggressive. Make tackles, make plays, and the rest will take care of itself. And in the last two weeks, he has listened. And it has been just a tremendous job by A.J. Klein, uh, really showing that he is a very solid backup to Matt Milano. And he he just had a a tremendous last two games. That's a a positive thing for the Buffalo Bills, um, who will probably be without Milano for a little while longer. And the last positive thing in this game was, of course, Tyler Bass. Now, I said it on Twitter... I was man enough to admit, you know, you got to be man enough to admit when you're wrong. Tyler Bass, I'm sorry, I was wrong. You are a good kicker, a very good kicker with an absolute bomb of a leg. And you hit three field goals over 50 yards 54, 55, and 58 in this game. And you made them all with distance to spare. I think the Bills have an opportunity. Tyler Bass might have an opportunity, if he can kick it between the uprights, of course, to set a league record in terms of the longest field goal in the history of the NFL. Because at 58 yards, Tyler Bass would have been good from another 10 yards easily. He has been a tremendous player for the Bills these last three or four weeks, in my opinion. I think he's been very solid. Um, And he's just... He's been very, very good, and this is the reason why he beat out Hauschka in the training camp that the Bills had. This is the, the person that I wanted to see. This is the kicker that I wanted to see when they drafted him in the sixth round. Tyler Bass is starting to come into his own, and I really don't have a doubt that if it came down to a field goal, I would be confident. I would be more confident in Tyler Bass now. He has seemed to work out the kinks. And as I said, 54, 55, and 58, he set records, his set career longs with each one of those kicks, and it was fantastic. It was a great game by that young man. Congratulations to him. I'm sure he's put a lot of, up a lot more faith back, and he's gotten a lot more faith back from the coaching staff and from Bills Mafia, so just a fantastic game by him. And, you know, it's just an absolute heartbreaker that we're, gonna, we're all in Bills Mafia. We're going to have to chew on for the next you know a couple week or for the next 2 weeks uh, after the bye week hopefully the bills come out rejuvenated they come out healthy and you know they take care of business to be honest at 10 games if you had told me the bills are 7 and 3 no matter what season it was i would have taken it all day every day i would have taken it to the bank 7 and 3 is a very strong record the buffalo bills are fighting for the first place in the AFC East they're one of the better teams in the AFC overall and let's see what happens after the bye week. You got to sit back. You got to relax. We're still seven and three. Let's not overreact. Whew, take a deep breath. Seven, like I said, seven and three. It's okay. We're gonna, uh, you know, I don't know how great we're gonna do in the playoffs, but we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. We only need maybe three, three more wins in the next weeks or so, and we're gonna be there. So sit back, Bills Mafia. Enjoy the Bills being good. It's been a roller coaster ride. It's been a lot more down years and up years for the Bills. So just enjoy them being good because we don't know how long the Bills will be good. We don't know how long this feeling will last. And I personally am having a blast this season watching the Buffalo Bills play. So again, sit back, relax, and just enjoy the ride and enjoy the Bills actually being good for once that's going to do it for this episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. Thank you guys for listening. Once again, leave me a rating or a good five-star rating on the listening platform of your choice. Ratings mean absolutely everything because it helps spread the word. It helps get new listeners into the podcast. That would be absolutely tremendous if you guys would do that for me. Just take a couple seconds. You don't have to write a review. Just mark it five stars if you like what you hear. Remember to tell your friends and your family. Let them know they can hear me on any of the major podcasting websites, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and, of course, Anchor. And they can finally potentially, check me out on YouTube. I'm trying to get that channel up and running. It's going to be a lot of hard work for me. Uh, I do this all this entire podcast by myself, the editing, the audio, the producing, everything. I do it all by myself, and I also have a full-time job. So it's going to be a lot of work for me, so bear with me, check me out, stay with me, keep me motivated by supporting me, and I promise you this will turn into something great And that is what I'm really striving for. Once again, thank you guys for listening. Have a fantastic week.